Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yeah. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, podcast listeners. Thanks so much as always, and thank you from our friends at the Morgan Law Group. Dedicated solely to uh, making sure you're not going to get screwed by the insurance companies. That's right. Now, they may not use that language, but I did. They'll document any actions of bad faith by the insurer, and uh, they'll protect your rights and hold the insurance company accountable. That's a good thing. They're not Morgan & Morgan. they got offices throughout the state of Florida. If you file a claim and you don't get back what you think you should, it's not over there. Call the Morgan Law Group. They'll go out and fight for you. Storms, hurricanes, roof damage, lightning, mold, fires, boats, sinkholes, you name it. Give a call today, 888-904-2524, or go to policyadvocate.com. On with Seminole Headlines. It's time for Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, featuring ESPN Tallahassee's Jeff Cameron, Warchant.com's managing editor, Ira Chauffel, and senior writer, Corey Clark. Your weekly dose of all things FSU, pistols and pies, starts right now. Here's Jeff Cameron. Hour number two, these Seminole Headlines, 979 ESPN Radio. This hour, as always, brought to you by our very dear friends at Birch Orthodontics. We appreciate Birch Orthodontics, their support, their professionalism, their kindness, their goodness as people. And we appreciate them sponsoring this show year in and year out. No matter the record, no matter the results, no matter the optics, no matter what it is, they're here for us and thus here for you out there in listener land. They're going to ride or die with, with Florida State football and with your teeth. They're, they're not going to give up. They're not going to mail it in. They're not, you're never going to walk into Birch Orthodontics and, and Dr. Birch just throw up her hands and say, I, got I just I don't. <laughs> look, what I look around you. Look, look at this. What a nightmare. <laughs> that's that's not happening. Rolling, she's rolling her, her <laughs> co-workers under the bus. Look at, <laughs> look at Susan. What am I supposed to do with this? She can't make a play. She can't make a read. I got to bring Alice in. She doesn't know what she's doing. Look at us. Yeah. So she's only been here two weeks. She, yeah. she missed the first week of training with COVID. Yeah. <laughs> we got we got nothing here. We got How nothing. Can I be game with. ready? No, that's not what they do there. They're solid. Uh, they're more than solid. They're great. Best, By the, best way, in the business. I would also say I feel like Bertrand Orthodontics really, in a lot of ways, supports all of the programs and thus is very responsible for the women's soccer championship yet again. Right. And anything else that goes right with Florida State athletics, correct. And the uh, I think played a key role in the uh, NBA draft, where Florida State might have two lottery picks for the first time uh, in school history, which would be pretty. Three nice. guys drafted overall for yeah. I first, imagine the first time in a long since, time. Well, first time since I actually just wrote a story about that that people can read at Warchant.com. Corey. Oh, good job, Ira. But yeah, that would be the first time since '81, which was back when they. Had so, that, I love the fact that the NBA used to have like ten rounds. 
I mean, it just like, yeah. I mean, how many of those guys actually made teams? Man, Tony Gwynn was drafted in the NBA. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Chubby ass Tony Gwynn, yeah. who was like the best hitter in the world. Who, whoever the San Diego Clippers were like, eh, let's take a shot on at the at the baseball player. That's how many rounds there were. Kenny Lofton was drafted in the NBA draft too, wasn't he? Kenny uh, Lofton was a bit better athlete, though. That yeah. made a little more sense. Uh, I don't know if he was drafted. I know he played at Arizona with Steve Kerr. I don't know if I, he was I drafted. I thought he got drafted. I thought somebody took a flyer on him. He made um, a good yeah, choice, they, too, I think. Yeah. They, um, so, yeah, I mean, there's there's been some chatter of Patrick Williams possibly at number four to the Bulls or six to the Pistons. Ooh. Um, Devin yeah, Vassell, he's flown up depth yeah. charts or flown he's up actually, draft charts. Yeah, he's actually probably past Devin Vassell. I mean, there, there's more volatility with Patrick Williams' projections. He's anywhere from like four, six to fifteen. Uh, Devin Vassell is kind of more in the seven, eight to twelve or thirteen range. But I think there's a there's an outside chance Patrick Williams could fall to fourteen or fifteen, whereas Vassell seems like he's in that eight to twelve range. And I still and, think uh, they both made mistakes by leaving early. They should have come back for another year. You oh, guys for sure. That? Yeah, for sure. For sure. For sure <laughs> By the way, I, I don't don't fancy me an NBA scout, but I have to tell you, there's no way I fluctuate on my feelings about Patrick Williams. I would draft him extremely high. That upside is massive. He is a freak of nature. We all saw that. He was only getting better at the end. Uh, there became a little bit more flow to his offensive game to go along with the sheer strength, size, uh, and toughness on defense. Uh, man. I, I think that guy's going to be a pretty special player. Yeah, he's good on both ends of the court. Like I think he helps you on both ends of the court. But it's yeah. going to be a while. And it's weird to draft him at four or six. I don't feel like he's a guy that's going to make an instant impact. He's still like 19 years old and yeah. never started a game in college. You're going to be waiting until I think at least 2022 until he turns into something that is yeah, he's, I mean, a, that, he's a solid rotation player. Yeah, I think the thing with Patrick Williams is you're not he's, he's not going to help you probably this year, but there's a chance – he could become Kawhi Leonard. I mean, that's yeah, what yeah. some people think. Yeah. Whereas Vassell could probably help right away, um, but the upside's not as high. And then, as you said, there could be a third Trent Forrest, which I know some people don't expect him to get drafted. From FSU says it's very much mirroring what happened with Terrence Mann, where the the things they were hearing from teams, um, they were pretty confident Terrence Mann was going to be a second-round pick. He ended up going 48th, which is not like at the end of the second round. And uh, they're thinking Ter- Trent Forrest is going to be similar – Similar projections, so we'll, well see Terrence how that goes. Man was drafted higher than that. It was like 48th overall, I thought. All right. Well, bottom um, line is uh, – Middle of the second round. We, we all love Trent, so we think he makes the team better. Um, you know, there's a guy that understands basketball and is really, really strong. Uh, he's never going to light it up in the NBA as an offensive player, uh, but, but we do think he can help a team. All right, let's get to the questions. Shanika leads the way. Hi, guys. Why do our players trot out from the end zone like show ponies instead of running full speed during kickoffs and punt returns? It is frustrating to watch week after week that they have no intention of breaking a tackle or making it past the 20-yard line even. You know, I, I, I don't want a show pony. I want a hunting pony. You know what I'm that saying? Was, that was, those, were, those were dogs, actually. That was yeah. the hunting, oh, is that, those hunting. were dogs that Jimbo yeah. said? You want a hunting yeah. dog or a show dog? Yeah. Uh, you know, either way. A hunting pony would be something. That would be strange. Look at that just pony. Just going and ravaging a boar? You're like, look just at that a- pony. Get after it. My God. I think <laughs> if if you and I start if, – if we all start our YouTube channel at some point, I think we all – the three of us should get on some ponies and yeah. just go uh, go a hunting like Jimbo had. Yeah, yeah. Show ponies are – so hunting ponies, obviously, <laughs> then, not show ponies. Yeah. I might have a show uh, yeah, pony. I, man, that to me was – that to me has one been one of the most disappointing developments of the last three weeks is these yeah. kick returns 
because Lord knows they get enough at bats. They're they're getting <laughs> six, seven kick returns a week. Um, they, they, and if you watch it from the press box, like I I had the honor to watch this team each week from the press box, they're blocked up pretty well. You can see that they're they know what they're doing on the scheme. They're blocking it up all right, and these guys just will not hit a hole hard. When I, uh, well, Travis J and Ira asked Papuchas about him. Travis J is t- is like a punt return almost. It's like, dude, why don't you get to full speed quickly and let's go from there? Let's see what happens when you actually. I want to see what Travis J looks like full speed. And all we see is the jogging. Like I guess he wants to wait till there's a massive hole to hit it. But he's yeah. young. He he'll get better. Yeah, and that was the point Papuchas made that I I had to check myself a little bit. But you know, he's like, look, yeah, and the the two guys you're asking about, which is. Travis J mostly and in, 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 uh, Jakai uh, Douglas is that Douglas from the few weeks ago. You know they're both true freshmen. They haven't really played a lot of. Well, Travis is a redshirt freshman, but he sat out last season. Was ineligible. Um, you know they just haven't played a lot of football. He said obviously you'd like him to hit it. So I think that'll be a point of emphasis. Um, the other thing. The other thing. Uh, oh, but you know as far as like punt returns go, it's not the returns that they don't catch the ball. They never catch the ball. And it, it, it it's just inexplicable. And every time it like, it never checks up and goes the other way. They just, they're going to, they're going to get bad field position. Every, 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 why you got to catch the football. I have said that 40 times. If I've said it once in the last three weeks, catch the football. It's the only reason you're in there. Hey, Travis J tried. Yeah, he did try it one time. He went yeah, and tried. He went and tried to go get it, guys. Come on, that didn't work either. See, see, you wanted me to catch it, Jeff Cameron. Yeah, you yeah, yeah. To catch that's it. what you get. You yes, oh oh, catch, catch the ball. I need you to catch it. <laughs> <laughs> Chris writes. So think about this next year. Is it JT and Purdy or Purdy and JT? Goes on to say we need both players. Blah blah blah. Listen, it's I don't care. Well, hey, let's not be so dismissive of our questioners. I'm not trying to be an ass. I mean, you know what he's asking. Here you go. The question is, uh, I think it's going to be per- Purdy and JT. That's what I think it's going to be. That's what I think also. I think it's I, Purdy I think it'll be the other way. Really? See the the problem is and, ride and I, Jordan Travis until he gets hurt. Well, yeah, that's the first hour of week one. So there you go. <laughs> Well, there you go. You, you split the reps evenly, but you, for the most part. Uh, but yes, I would let Jordan Travis play again. What was that stat, Ira, from like the Jacksonville State game to the first half, the halftime in North Carolina? They had like they scored on sixteen of twenty nine drives with him at quarterback. Yeah, that ain't not, normal. No, I'm, I, I agree. Haven't seen that since. Yeah, I agree. And when I say Purdy and JT, I don't mean like Purdy 90% of the time and JT 10%. I'm t- I mean like Jordan Travis needs to be on the field for like the vast majority of the snaps. Yes. And the ball in his hand more than probably anybody else on that offense, but just not necessarily behind center and you right. know, scouring right. the field. I feel the same way. Uh, Matt writes, uh, same question, so we'll move forward from there. Zach writes, I like the fact that this team doesn't quit. They just don't have good enough players to be competitive. However, I was encouraged by what I saw on offense in the second half Saturday. What say you guys? Yeah, I think we said that first hour, right? We were encouraged by a few things we saw on offense on Saturday from Purdy. Yeah, and I thought, uh, look, I think Corbin's looked better than he's ever looked. I, he I really think has. Not just the – man, the 28-yard run or whatever it was is one thing. It's – Man, he's Although, really good on fourth and one or third and one. He he just he will lower his shoulder and get three extra yards. Yeah, he's a strong he kid. Will, he is, but even on the, but on that long run, man, he did put his foot in the ground and made that yeah, guy yeah, miss. That was a he, nice we cut. haven't he, seen that. Yeah. He, he's shown some explosiveness, and I really do think with him and Webb, and I, I think Toa Feely's good. I don't know what's going yeah. on there. 
Um, I think you got some guys that moving forward you feel good about going in next year. You got a good rotation. It's just out wide where you have nobody that I think maybe that was a game for Pokey that can turn him around, but you have nobody out wide that you feel great about. No, and you don't have a depth of talent at tight end. You've got just Cam. You need to have more guys there, given how important the position is and the way that they want to use it. So, really, I think the running back segment is the only one where you have, uh, you know, multiple players that you feel good about. Like, I don't feel great about a ton anywhere else on the field. And even them, you know, it's like when, 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 when Jimbo signed Dalvin and, and we were out in California when he committed and – Corey, you were there too. Weren't we both there at yeah. that press conference when we talked no, to him? He signed because he could talk to it. He could talk on oh, the yeah, record. Yeah, 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 yeah whatever. But he said, uh, he's like, man, that, that guy can change the scoreboard. Like, they hadn't had a running back like that. The offense had had success to that point. He was like, that guy from anywhere on the field can change the scoreboard. So, that, so as, as good as you feel about that running back room, but running back room, you, you still don't have any of those guys. Maybe Tofili, maybe. But I don't, yeah, I don't. Man, so I'm, I just want to paint the picture for people. Ira and I are out in California to cover a national championship game for a team that's undefeated, and it, their quarterback had just won the Heisman. At, while they're out there, they get a commitment from Dalvin Cook. Yeah, two weeks earlier, I was in New York at the Heisman ceremony. Yeah, now I'm in L. Now we're in L. A. Talking to Jimbo after some Mickey Mouse, pre, like literally a Mickey literally Mouse press Mickey conference, Mouse. Disneyland. Um, uh, and then we ask, we're asking him about this kid in Miami named Dalvin Cook. Man, what? Wh- why are we here? How do, <laughs> that wasn't that long ago, Jeff. Yeah, I, 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 too was, I too was in Los Angeles and can recall the days of, uh, of wine. Think about where you were as a program. That yeah. you're, you're, you're seven, six days away from playing for a national championship with this all-time great team. Oh, and you just got a commitment from some kid named Dalvin Cook. But uh, I would also note, fellas, that um, for as much as we want to doff the cap there, it's a good thing Mario Pinder got hurt. Maybe we would have never seen Dalvin Cook. <laughs> yeah, he might have bailed. That was, it was ridiculous <laughs> how that went down. Seminole Headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, Kyle writes, hey, guys, going into this week's game against Clemson, all I can think of is how the rest of the ACC felt in the 90s, knowing they had no shot against FSU. I'm all here for the rebuild. I'm just hoping we don't see an 80 spot hung on us this Saturday. Keep on keeping on, fellas. Thank you, Kyle. Well, I think, uh, yeah, it's uh, that's what the ACC felt in the, ni- in the 90s. That's what they felt in 2013, which wasn't that long ago, but yep. feels like a lifetime ago. I don't – I don't know that Dabo will go for 80. What you have to hope is there's not any pick sixes or strip sack fumbles where they get some free points that way. And is he gonna is his kid still on the team? Oh yeah. Yes, yeah. And oh, I don't know if his kid's ever scored a touchdown. Times. Yeah, they're gonna they're gonna try to get him a touchdown in dope for sure. They'll probably think, try yeah. to get the Herb Streets, all four of them a touchdown at some point. You know? <laughs> one of the one of the Bill Murray's forlorn, kid there. <laughs> one of the forlorn FSU fans on our message boards, uh Posted something like uh, so, uh, saw somebody asking like whether his kid will have a hundred yards receiving or something like that. He, he could very well. Yeah. I mean, hey, this defense he's a white sl- white slot receiver. They <laughs> yeah. ain't covered him. So yeah, he imagine Dabo's kid has fourteen for one fifty. <laughs> oh, it's it's but, entirely possible. I think that's the stated goal this week at Clemson's practice. Yeah, get my boy to a hundred receiving yards. So for the rest of his life, he can say he did it. Yeah, Again, that's you. That is the one, but going back to earlier, like why people 
whether it's fair or not fair to like this team, where people are so frustrated with this team right now, and rightfully so, is just the lack of awareness in the defensive backfield. You know, the, those plays where your safeties are playing back 20 yards. When in the end guys, zone! In the end you know, zone! What are they doing? Like, there's didn't no want to get beat that, over the top. <laughs> there's no way that's being coached. I mean, there's just no way. And you could say, oh, well, it's either being coached or it's being tolerated because, well, man, who they don't have anybody else. They, they're playing – they've got – They've got kids playing safety that they did not expect to be playing safety. So, you know, I'm not excusing it. You would say it's okay if you're a safety to be in the back of the end zone on a play. That's what I'm saying. When when you're bringing six guys, you know he's got to get – you have a free rusher. You know he's got to get rid of the ball quickly. You've got a free rusher and you've got an extra defender in the back line. There's no reason. It's dumb as – Hey, buddy. Yep. Yep. All right. Hey, ask a question. Let's keep moving. Tom writes, I broke down and bought Hulu to watch the game. After watching four hours commercials about meaningless products, I can't help but think FSU's revenue share of this miserable-ass channel is going to be 300 bucks. <laughs> Seriously, like half the commercials, there's no way they're getting paid for those. Like, they have, those uh, are- Don't they have like the, uh, the night vision binoculars? <laughs> Isn't that one of them? They've got the – I mean, they're like, just – What kind of creep – it's not like a night vision gun, like where, you know, you might want to hunt deer at night. I don't know. But what kind of creep stalker has night vision binoculars? Mm-hmm. What are you looking at? People in the woods? That's gross. Like, are you si- Silence of the Lambs in it? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing with night vision binoculars? I think, I think when, you were, when you were nine, you would have thought awesome. I, it would have been the greatest thing ever. Like the things on the back of... Whatever that was, comic books. Yeah, or whatever, that's that half the those. commercials on the ACC network. Is things <laughs> they're they're catered to, to nine year olds. But re- just like with the tack commercials for glasses driving down the road, where they have the American Eagle in the ad, and just like the night vision goggles, this is for these loser wannabes that never joined the military but fancy themselves a badass that wish they had been in the. Effing seals, <laughs> and and right. and they they run around with their flag on their chest every waking second. It's all a sham, losers, and they buy it up. I guess. Let's wait. Hey, then maybe the Florida State will get a ton of money for this. There you go. Maybe the maybe the binoculars right. are selling right. off on the shelves. People's stupidity. Um, here we go. The first half performance. This from Stevens uh, was more offensive than Ira's disdain for Nigel Carr's track record. <laughs> <laughs> Can't wait to make the trip to Tally from Nashville to see us cover that now 33-point spread. Hashtag on blocks we stay. Oh, there yeah. you go. Uh, I don't think they're covering that spread. You Gotta, And he's coming from Nashville? Who is that? Who wrote that? That was from Stevens from Nashville. I'm telling you what, man. Imagine the, the dedication to come down from Nashville to watch this, what's happening. What's going to happen, Sorry. That says a lot. See, there's some good fans still out there. They're all good fans. They're listening Any to this. Any fan going to a game now is a badass fan. Yes. Yeah, they're, they're as good as – they're cream of the crop. Terry writes, good day, gents. In order to think about anything but this football team, I was trying to come up with a headliner T-shirt idea. I thought of one with memorable misses, like the blowouts back, according to Jeff Cameron. Maryland could be a problem, according to Corey Clark. But I haven't thought of Ira's big miss. Ira, you know, had – Probably never happened. That's why. I mean, oh, really? who could? Who could ever think who of it? Could ever think of Ira's big miss? Yeah, yeah. It might have might have been my column after Jimbo lost to Muschamp in 2012, when I when I basically said, "This guy comes into Florida and has already passed you in one year or two years." Mm-hmm. Was that was that his second year, Muschamp? Yeah, 
you have yeah. like, you call like if we're Terry, if we're gonna that was your Heather Dennis moment, like you're yeah, you ceiling properly, Terry. I'm just gonna have to go into the archives and grab the mini comment basically told the world Jimbo's a loser. Yeah. <laughs> which which was was pretty much a steady refrain from yeah. 2011 to the end of 2012. Yeah. And was, then, uh, you know, change my tune a little bit. Quiet. You went a little radio silent for about 24, <laughs> 36 months. You, you and Heather Dennett had given up on Jimbo yeah. pretty quickly. <laughs> but, I, I, but I came back out after the winter, like the like the Leonard Hamilton fans in 2012 or whatever That's it right. was. That's right. 2013. His biggest, your biggest miss was thinking that Clint Trickett was going to be the quarterback in 13. I it was a role, man. I was playing a yeah, role. No, you, you. There was legitimate. Know, no, you're right. No, you're right. I, I did. I thought Jimbo. Thought. Well, just to the point he just made about Mario Pender and Dalvin Cook, I thought Jimbo would go with the the experienced guy. Right. Like you know, speaking of the Mario Pender, I was thinking like that. We should do a our next top hundred thing or sixty four bracket thing in the summer, Corey. Like the most fortuitous injuries in Florida State history. Oh, and I think Mario life. Mario Pender's. <laughs> My top of the list. Yeah, because Jimbo was going to steady give the ball to Mario <laughs> Pender. He was not. There was no chance Dalvin was getting into games as long now as Mario could get Pender some mop up duty. Yeah, yeah. In was, case Mario after Mario Pender's twenty eight carries. That's why. That's why I'm always hesitant to give him credit when he says things like that at a press conference in L.A. I'm like, oh, if he's so special, why the hell didn't you play him? Why are we still rolling out Mario Pender until he gets? Hey, he, did, he he did get him on campus though, so he did yeah. do something. No, right. no, that helps. That helps. Yeah. Uh, Michael writes, thanks for putting on the best weekly sausage fest around. With George, Cam, <laughs> and Notre Dame on the future schedules, are we at least getting paid to take our whippings like the Northwest Central North Missouri Iowa's of the world? Nope. Yeah. No. Do they play? So who do they open up with next year, Notre Dame? I think so, yeah. And what's their, uh, what, what's their other, do they have another non-conference game that's hard? Uh, give that- me a second, man, I'll get there. Oh, he's pulling that up. While you guys are pulling it up, I'll read one more quickly. Ryan writes, fellas, 2020 hasn't been all that bad. Soccer just picked up Corey's second claimed national title this year after the Choo Choo Express hoisted their trophy. Yeah, that's Besides, right. Besides, if we counted all the legal points, FSU won big Saturday night. <laughs> yeah, that's right. If you, just, yeah. if you take away the illegal points that NC State kept scoring, you can declare yourself the winner. It doesn't matter. Just do um, it. I, you know. No, it's uh, just uh, Notre Dame and Florida, the only two big knockouts. No big the only, deal. No big deal, yeah. though. The, the other next two year are, is like LSU. In front of you, pull up the one the year following. All right, I'm doing that right now. I think that's oh yeah, LSU. next year they open with L. The next year they open with LSU. Then they got well, Florida. Well, they may be on permanent probation. I don't know if that LSU team's going to have much guys. They're about to go through some tough times. Yeah, sure. They need to. They, that won't happen. And they need to. Uh, they need to get that game off the schedule. They need to quit doing this to themselves. I'm tired of it. Tired of it. You know, there's only one other team in the country. That is that has lost the last four season openers. Hey, listen, play that LSU game. That that program's in shambles. Play it. Okay, but no, it might not be in two years. Play it. All right. I don't think LSU's gonna be allowed to play football in two years. Okay, well there you go. There's another thing you can put on the T-shirt. There you go. <laughs> if they're if they're gonna end up proving that they just decided to dismiss sexual assault claims, it's not gonna matter. They won't prove it, and they, they'll be they, the NCAA is not the SEC is not getting rid of one of their money makers. Well, LSU loses every week anyhow, Corey. So don't worry about it. They don't ever get to play. But when they Why? do, they get blown out. But Florida State straight, they're gonna be the only team in the country that does have a single game affected by COVID. I mean, a single <laughs> game called by COVID. They, you should get it. Something for that. Like you did something correctly 
You shouldn't be punished by keep losing games. You should get an extra 10 to 13 points on the scoreboard. In truth, the ACC is going to flip double middle fingers at the rest of the world because they're the only conference that got it right by giving themselves enough wiggle room and playing out a full schedule to be able to remake, uh, make up all these games. The ACC was smarter than every other conference in football, and that includes the SEC. Man, right. you won't hear that. You won't hear that every day, but but you're you're right, 100. percent ACC crushed it. You're right, Jeff. You crushed it, it, and they got through a whole soccer schedule. There you go. Get you some rest of the country. Seminole headlines, 97.9 ESPN Radio continues in a moment. Seminole headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole headlines presented by Capital City Bank returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. Rolling on, more questions. Here we go. Uh, Sean writes, I'm just going to give everyone some advice here that has helped me with the football team. We all know it's year zero for Norvell. Just watch these games like they are preseason games, evaluations, if you will, for the future. Hope this helps. Well, yeah, I should have been doing that a while ago. Ryan writes, hi, gentlemen. Why didn't they stick with Purdy for the full game? Call me crazy, but we might have had a chance to win that game if we didn't bring in Tate when only down by 11 points. Trouble looked like he was starting to get into a rhythm. Then we pull him, and he starts out cold in the second half. Fair complaint, I think. It was dumb. Yeah. It was do you dumb. Also, I agree. Do you do you think do you think Purdy went to them at halftime and was like, "Hey, man, can I can I play? Can you let me play?" Because they all those short passes, like Corey, you, you brought up in in the post game, Aslan Aslan brought it up. The post came to Norvell. Like it was all the first read, the first read, but I don't think there was a second read. Like he was yeah. just throw it to this guy, which is fine, but he showed in the second. Now, maybe if you tried to let him scan the field in the first half, maybe he throws three picks. Um, so maybe, you know, you don't know how it would have worked. But I wonder if there was a conversation at halftime where he asked to be given more rain or if they just decided to do it all along. I wonder if they, like, at halftime, they see him on his phone, like, texting Herm Edwards. <laughs> And like, all right, Chubba, we'll let you throw the ball. Jeez, you don't have to be like that. I think, um, uh, you know, Dillingham said it was the most simple. It was the simplest offense he had run since high school, since he had been a high school coach. Which again tells you how much Chubba's. But been that out. wasn't. But that wasn't all Chubba. He did clarify it was also four freshman yeah. offensive linemen. Yeah, but they did let him loose a little bit, yeah. and they were just trying to shorten the game. They were trying to shorten the game, and and you know. And that's why it looked like that. But True. the second half, they let him play a little quarterback bit. Making his first ever start on the road, four freshman offensive linemen in front of him, and he's had reps with the offense for five and a half weeks. Yeah, you were in a you were in a bind. There you go. Jay writes, personally, I'm hoping for more expletive-laden tirades. That would sum up the season and year perfectly. And between you three, particularly Jeff, we might add to our vocabulary. Appreciate your appreciate you, gentlemen. That's from Jay. Thank you, Jay. There you go. Jason writes, who's the best from the UK invasion? Are you Stones? Are you the Who? The Beatles? Well, we could have that discussion. They're all three great. I would go with Stones. Miles who, writes, the Who, the Who, the Who, the, 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 the right answer. The right the answer is the Who. The right I'm answer. a huge fan of the Who. I'm a huge fan of the Beatles. I'm a huge fan of the Stones. Uh, Miles writes, gentlemen, what are the boys being fed in the fig nowadays? <laughs> we need these men sitting at the Bama table to get back to where we want to be, and all the sauces they take in on Saturdays isn't cutting it. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I'll be interested to see what they look like in 12 months. Or 10 months, like especially these freshmen. Like, are they going to look like grown? I mean, they're big dudes now, but are they going to look different? Are they going to look like like Landon Dickerson does now? Can we see something like that? We better. See, the, by the way, the senior bowl is going to be awesome with Landon Dickerson over there, Trey McKitty over there, Marvin Wilson over there. Just a bunch of former FSU guys that didn't really do anything in 2020 for the Knowles. 
Donald writes, hello, fellas. First, which flavor sausage would you recommend from Register? Guys? I, I'm... The Andouille, you know, the Andouille, they're all great, but the Andouille is is uh, that to me is next level. I uh, I actually sad to say I have not partaken in, in the Andouille yet. Uh, when we met with him a couple weeks ago, didn't have any uh, on his person, so we uh, so I haven't tried it yet. I will. I'm going to make a trip this week. I'm telling myself after talking to uh, Stephanie, I'm going to make sure I go get some. I, I kind of want to say the jalapeno and cheddar, but I actually think it may be just the mild, the normal mild or the hot, just the plain. I knew you were going to go soft on me, Ira. I knew Dude, it. They're, they're awesome. They're just so pure and simple. So, yeah. uh, but I got I need to, I need to try the Andouille. Second, why is it so hard for fans to use reason and logic when it comes to looking big picture and all of the nuances, the nuances that go along with it? I understand fan is short for fanatical, but at some point, the garnet and gold glasses need to come off to see how we become a rolling dumpster fire. This didn't happen overnight, and it's not going to be fixed overnight. Just kills me looking at the posts from fans thinking we should be better than we are. This program is what it is right now. Thanks for always. Thanks, as always, and keep up the outstanding work. Thanks, Donald. Um, yeah, well, Donald, I, Donald knows that there was a wilding last night at the McDonald's. Oh, wow. And he's, he's, not, he's, not gonna, he's not yelling at the cleaning crew. Hey, right. next morning. Corey, you took issue with Ira's definition of a wilding. Uh, I want to first note, I do not know what a wilding is. <laughs> Can you explain to me what he's trying to say? Well, it became, uh, it actually became uh, um, kind of a national story when that, well, it's a, it's a really awful story of a woman getting assaulted in Central, Central Park. Central Park 5 thing. And there were these that's gangs. And, wilding? That's no, not, there, that's, no that, there were gangs around in that, Central Park. Around that time, there were these there were there were reports. Who knows if it was true? A lot of it think, stemmed in racism. There were reports that these gangs of black kids were just going around terrorizing, and they were calling it like that was they were using the word wilding, and oh. it's been used in other cases as well, where people are just going and just you know causing mayhem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's what it was, and obviously those guys were completely innocent. And uh, right. but but it still it stemmed from that. That was the first time I heard the term, and it was not. They were they were not uh, you know ketchup. allegedly throwing ketchup that, <laughs> on the windows at McDonald's. Those would be the that's the, a milding. That was the that's a milding right right. <laughs> that's that's the milding. And let's pray for more of those. Yes, Who please. Want to please. hear about sprayed ketchup? Yeah, exactly uh, right. Anthony writes, "Why hasn't the team had a sudden outbreak of COVID yet? We don't need this game to be played. They really don't. Like there's nothing there's nothing at all that can come from this game." You Nothing go, all positive in my mind. Corey? What? Hey, can, not to not take to us take... too far away from the questions, but Jeff, you've been kind of raining on this about the last couple of days on your show and about just the just the abs- absurdity of this season and yes. and, and the, that's not valid in a lot of I don't ways. Think it's a valid season and I don't the, the integrity of the season's gone. Which in it but it, you know, back in the summer, we were all of the same, the mindset of look look, let's just Play games. So let's just play whatever we can get. We'll yeah, take yeah, it. We'll, we'll be, happy. be happy. And the schools just needed some money from TV. So that's right. why we're playing that, these games. Yeah. But now, having seen it play out, you start to wonder, man, should these records count? Should should Mike Norvell's record count? Should any should James Franklin's record count for the that it's worth discussing. It's it's it is a complete Okay, well, hold on. Got a what are you doing, Ira? What's the yeah, matter sorry. with you guys? Yeah, sorry yeah, about there, that. There we go. Hey, but what I will say is this. like, I, My argument, the argument I got in with Tom the other day about this was that there's no way you're going to 
you're going to give somebody a national championship this year. And I know people are like, what? You're crazy. But it's a nonsense season. There is no, there are about three teams in the country that can compete at all with rollover staffs and loaded rosters. And it, all their conferences have been affected in a way that makes the integrity of the sport called into question. Some teams are going to play nine games. Some people are going to play five games. Some people are going to play 11 games. Some teams had 17 players missing for one of these games that they lost by 30. Then they got them all back. They didn't lose again. I mean, it's just dumb. This it, Clemson's going to claim that national title. You can bet they will because they claim ones they didn't even win, including conference titles. But I'm just telling you, in my eyes, nobody's winning a national championship this year. Nobody. All right. Well, so it's still you'd like to see some positive steps from your team and the practices. If you want to, if you want to describe them as scrimmages, exhibitions, you'd like to see them get better and not worse. Yeah. No, you would. But when you're gutting the roster and telling people get the hell out of town, I'm going to start a bunch of fre- six freshmen. They're not going to win games. You're just that's, hitting the reset button. That's clear. There you Ooh, go. There's you a okay? sneeze. I'll have to edit that out. Maybe we'll just keep it in there. Philip writes, hello, gents. I, like many others, have succumbed to the sweet numbness that is Florida State football. But let us not be preoccupied with the inevitable beatdown that will come at the hands of Clemson this week. Let us cast our eyes to better days filled with glorious Thanksgiving pie. Keep up the mm. good work. <laughs> well, Even done. Thanksgiving, man. Thanksgiving's going to be like – well, I'm not going to have – I'll – we're going to do it outside at my mom's house. Ira, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Just Tim's normal? Still, Tim's still debating. She's debating whether or not to let a few family members come over or not. We usually, we, usually we'll make a trip up to see some of her family up in Thomasville, but we're definitely not doing that. And she's debating whether she's going to let them come Why down. don't you just like hey, have them park in the driveway and you take a plate out to their car? That's and say, or, go or, on, get. Go on, yeah, get. Then, go on, get is a good one. Yeah. And then just go a wild and then just start spraying ketchup at everybody. <laughs> yeah, just throw yeah, yeah. stuffing in their face. <laughs> hey, uh, 2020, hey, bitch. Not... 2020 for life and throw <laughs> stuffing in their face. But back to the oh, – I'll throw dressing at him. I'm keeping the stuffing. Oh, um, right. Fair. But uh, back to his point, I think he just – when he used the word numb, I just – he nailed this. Our third quarter song doesn't need to be Smokey and the Bandit. Comfortably doesn't numb. Need, Comfortably numb. How yeah. great would that be at oh, the end of the third quarter? Out. Yeah. <laughs> Until they turn it around. Yeah, you just <laughs> they you hear the familiar refrains of Pink Floyd starting off. Well, you know, by the way, that song's about heroin, obviously. But what I would suggest is that instead of passing out heroin, they pass out some weed. It's practically legal right. anyhow. You right. can pass it out in the aisles. You're not even dealing with a full stadium. So you're only really passing out about 18,000 joints. Let's get on with it. You don't need eighteen thousand joints. You need six thousand joints that three that that are shared by three people. We're not passing (laughs) joints in the stadium, Corey. Oh, it's twenty twenty. You're right. It actually, it it actually, we're not doing that. And it actually, it would be a fitting tribute to the seventies, which is where this program is right now. Because apparently, back then, Perk used to tell us when we were at the paper that you know you just students would just go sit up in the stands and just start smoking weed. Because there was nobody anywhere around them and nobody cared. Well, it numbs the pain. It numbs the pain for sure. Let's bring it back. back. Wrap it up with a few more questions. Hang in. Seminole Headlines will take a breather. More next. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, returns now on 97.9 ESPN Radio. All right, Jason writes, Muschamp is out. Pruitt's probably going to follow. Would you want either of them at FSU as your next defensive coordinator? Buddy, I'd take either one of them in a heartbeat. Because of the recruiting, I think they could stock your roster. Um, you know, and hey, Muschamp doesn't need any money. He might do it for well, – he might pay you. 
I said Wait. yesterday, I asked Ira a question in the four o'clock hour with Muschamp take the job for 75 bucks. <laughs> yeah. How about you can do 75 bucks a week? That'd be fair. Um, yeah, I just think that the the one thing about Adam Fuller, obviously he hasn't uh, he hasn't established himself as a great Florida State defensive coordinator yet. He we know what he's working with, but we don't know if he can recruit at all and if players are going to go want to play for him. I think at least Muschamp and Pruitt still have that name recognition. Pruitt, I don't know if they're firing him, but Muschamp he's out, he's available. Um, he's got that name recognition. I think he could get you some players. What do you got to lose, Ira? What do you got to lose? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, we'll see. I mean, I don't, you, you, I, I, yeah, I don't know if they're going to stick stand pat with this guy or not. But I also, with Adam Fuller or not, but I also don't know that you need to go after. I like how somebody you just referred to him as I, this I, guy. I, I take it. I take it back. I'll call him Adam Fuller. Um, <laughs> but uh, but uh, I also don't. I don't know if I love the idea of going and getting a guy like this, especially for a head coach that some people are already starting to question. And then, you know, now you've got this, you know, it's not like when, when Jimbo had Jeremy Pruitt here, Jeremy Pruitt was a nobody. Um, I don't know if Jimbo would have hired a, a defensive coordinator who had a bigger name and better recognition at, at this level than he did. But at least if you hired Muschamp, you could be like, look, man, this is a four-time loser. This guy's never accomplished anything as a head coach. Well, don't worry yeah. about him. Ain't nobody hiring True. this guy as a head coach. Would you, uh, if you, if you went through back channels and you, you reached out to Muschamp's people and he said, yes, I would come if you offered me the job for whatever, $100 a week. $75. i would push it up to $100. i go triple digits. Well, no, you offer $75, they are going to push for $100. Oh, yeah, okay. They'll probably push for $120 and right. you meet and we middle get right at $100. Yeah, there. Um, if he said yes, do you fire Fuller because you know you got Muschamp in the – or do you ride the Fuller – do you ride this guy out for another year or two? Like if you got Muschamp on the hook – my only issue, if, if you if you end up making a decision at the end of the year that Fuller's not the guy, you better have somebody on the hook and not go through another crazy search where you get people well, and, raises. And and here's the problem. Here's the real concern here, because I and I think I think the Muschamp stuff is fantasy probably, but but in term but in terms of the reality, <clears throat> is the answer really making another change as coordinator and probably bringing it? That's what I'm saying. So you may not. Yeah. Uh, I, I think continuity is what Florida State needs right now. I, I do. I don't think you can keep firing people. It's not a good look, and you got to establish people. But I, I would say that if you had some exceptional circumstance where you are able to get a bona fide superstar defensive coordinator for next to nothing because the other school is paying their salary, for the recruiting points that Corey just made, you, you'd maybe have to look at it. You would maybe have to entertain the idea, even if it's not desirable. You, you know, I mean. And and one thing to remember about Norvell is he is a, he's a Sexton client too, so they all are part of the same family. There you go. There so you go. You, you never know how it's going to play out. Jimmy may, may may serve up an offering. He may be like, "Hey, man, I got to help one of my guys." You know, who knows? Uh, gentlemen and Corey, I always find myself too stuffed for pie later in the day. So would you recommend pie for breakfast on Thanksgiving and really start off the, the day the right way? Pie to start your day. Just in general, he's not even talking about Thanksgiving. He's just talking about like a I mean, life. He's, a, he's like implying a life Thanksgiving. He's, he's implying Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. He used the word Thanksgiving. Yeah. Oh, I didn't hear that. Um, yeah, yeah, no. I oh, would. Morning, no. morning pie is gross. Jeff, you, no. Jeff's, Jeff's been no. an advocate for morning pie for a long time. Oh, you start every day you can with some morning pie. 
Well, he's all, yeah, yeah. Well, you pie any time of the day with this that's guy. That's how you live life, baby. And then your responsibilities, everybody's relaxed. They're feeling good. They've had a little <laughs> pie to start the day. We move on. We move on. It's good. And you know what? If you get a little crazy later in the day, you have too much to drink, too much to eat, there are no expectations of more pie. You've already delivered the pie. Sometimes, and sometimes, you're, yeah, you're too full sometimes after the full. meal. Who wants pie when they're that full? You got to kick start it. I you just I, you don't wake up. The first thing you do when you wake up isn't man. I could eat some pie. You know what I mean? That's not where I am. That's not where I am. That's not Corey's never been that way. Well, I'm more of you get the day started. That's what you are. Well, I'm yeah. just telling you. I mean, I think some people wake up and think pie would be all right. Yeah, pie's just right down in the. the I'm gonna, I'm gonna away have in the kitchen. pie before I jump in the shower. I'm gonna start my day. <laughs> And really get moving here. Hey, it's a great right? question. It's a fair question. It's a fair it's question. The, yeah. It's the eternal question. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. I know when I'm on vacation, it's the first thing I think of is let's get some oh. pie here early in the day before we right. hit the beach. <laughs> J- Jason writes, two years ago, this game brought us the professor reading a book in the stands mid-game. What book are you all bringing to this game? Could be a good jump on a book by the end of the first quarter. Well, I'm a, a, a land forgotten. Is the book I just started? It's about Florida from about the early 1800s to where it is now. It's a story of a family, but it's rooted in it's uh, rooted in uh, actual history. Uh, I, I can't think the last guy that the author's last name is Smith, um, but uh, anyhow, it's uh, it's been riveting. But I'm only 100 pages in, so that would be, be funny fun. if uh, like a group of Florida State fans or like all the students brought their own brought their like textbooks. Yeah. Like just that's a thing when you play Clemson and Doe. I may go sit in the stands. You may, you guys may Ira with your binoculars. You may catch your boy there just reading a, a shirtless. Yeah, a time forgotten right there in the stands. We might uh might do it in the press box. <laughs> but it would just be funny if that's like what the Florida the Florida State fans own what's about to happen and they all come with their own books and they're just sitting there reading their books middle of the third quarter. I like it. I like it. All right. And Nathaniel Hornblower asked me, fellas, I'm not asking anything about this football team this week. Can't do it. Won't do it. Not going to do it. So this if you're no longer partaking in the glorious culinary delights that it's sausage, bacon, the other fine meats, what in the world are you eating? Beer, coffee, peanut butter, ice cream? What else? And well, three of those. Correct. I would also suggest I eat a boatload of shrimp, lobster, and any kind of fish. I eat all of that. So there's your answer. Are you telling me you've given up? The glory that is buffalo wings? No, that's my one cheat. I do occasionally still eat buffalo wings. I just bought two packs of delicious bun-length registered sausages tonight from their own devoted reach-in cooler at my local grocery store, and unlike the Cameron Young Bucks, my two sons may or may not get any of these. Yeah, that's right. (laughs) My man, Nathaniel. Nice work. Yeah, that's well done. Hashtag way the hell off topic. You eat Bob lobster, likes, huh? You just you just crushing lobster on a Tuesday? I, I've been not even a special occasion. You're well, just like, hey, where's the I, lobster? I'll straight great eat some lobster. I love lobster. Lobster bisque as well. Any of the soups. Also, I eat shrimp like it's going out of style. Probably three days a week. I eat shrimp. Big old Florida hey, gold shrimp. When did they stop having the lobsters in the grocery store? Like you can still where you could like you go to Costco, they've got big lobster tails there, buddy. No, no, I mean like like in the water floating oh. around. I where you can pick them up, and that—that's the one I want to eat. 
You yeah, can point out, I'm like, that's the one I want to eat. That always struck me as a bad look. I'm glad. Yeah, um, it, I mean, look, you know, we're you, you represent the, the lobster faction. The uh, saying, the, man, it's just like you don't have to you don't have to torture them before you, you hand well, them out. I mean, they're just stuck there with their claws taped together like a bunch of a holes. For all we know, they love it. They, they love might, the people watching. <laughs> they yeah. might like the view. Yeah, they might like. Yeah. Oh, look at that guy. Look, yeah. oh, he's getting some mayonnaise. Oh, he's coming this way. Maybe he'll take us home. They think uh, they're being adopted. Yeah, that's what they think. Does that she score more? And if that were true, it makes us the saddest thing. Ever. <laughs> These guys think they're being adopted. Well, in a way, you are. All right, I'm being picked up. I finally I get to go home. Like, Look at that silver-haired guy. He seems like a nice fellow. He'll probably feed me. He's he might throw me pan. back in the ocean. That's probably where we're going. Hey, There's hey, like what's with the pan. What's with the pot here? What's yeah, why on? is it boiling? That seems pretty hot. Like steam. Hey, like, hey, 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 hey. There's there's one cynic in the corner of the thing, and he's like, "Man, I don't think this is good. This isn't think- good at all. We were better than where we were. <laughs> I'm telling you. From the ocean, now we're in this place where I can see you at all times. I really can't <laughs> what's going on. And they taped our claws, which is our only defense mechanism. Fred, we're right next to the sliced f- flounder over there. Yeah, like, yeah. why would why would we be here next to all Look the other food? Our friends from the scallop family. Look yeah. at them. They're dead. <laughs> They're dead and cold. Ice. Lay down there on ice. I tell you. Uh, Kevin writes, does FSU score more points or Clemson more touchdowns? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I'm going to go with the Noles score more points. How many touchdowns do you think Clemson's going to score? I say, I say oh, eight. Seven. I'm going to say seven. Eleven's on the table. boys. Eleven's on the table. I'm going to say, yeah, I'm going to say seven, though. Seven touchdowns? Yeah. I'll take the over of uh, that, that proposition. Right. But I still think Florida State scores more points. Well, then Ira believes the race is to more than 56. <laughs> he does. He sure does. <laughs> For well, Corey Clark, yeah. Ira Chaffel, we love you. We love all of you. Hang in there. Deep breaths. Maybe not watch the game. Shots enjoy, enjoy the NBA draft. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's a good day. I, I feel bad. I didn't get to a question. We're still on. There was a guy, a very nice gentleman who uh, – delivers alcohol for a living. That's what he does. And he wanted to offer up uh, tequila tasting at some point. He loves listening to us while he drives around. His name's Brian. Good good looking out, Brian. We will take you up on the tequila tasting. Maybe, maybe Saturday. Maybe Saturday night. Yeah, Saturday morning. Let's just like we want to start the day with pie. How about we start with pie and tequila? Let's get this bitch going. And if, go. you, if you're saving some sausage for a victory sausage, go ahead and eat it. You're not going to eat it on Saturday. <laughs> Go ahead and knock it out at some point this week. Now we're saying goodbye for real. Be well, everybody. Seminole Headlines, presented by Capital City Bank, every Tuesday from 5 to 7 p.m. Get more from Jeff, Corey, and Ira via iTunes and in the 97.9 ESPN Radio Audio Vault. This has been a production of 97.9 ESPN Radio, Tallahassee Sports Monster.